I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or you could fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact alternatively you can talk to either scott or sean because they have a funky live chat function on the site they'd be more than happy to help now today i am joined by jeff atkinson founder and ceo at huckabye jeff how are you doing great andy thank you so much for having me it's an absolute pleasure now you're from the uh, the wonderful state of utah uh, not very far from the Great Salt Lake, a place called remind me what the place, Park City, isn't it? That's right. Yep, I'm originally from the Boston area, but yeah. uh, now I reside in uh, the mountain town of Park City, Utah. Fantastic, and that's pretty close to Salt Lake City as well, isn't it? It's what just a, about ten kilometers, something like that. Yeah, it's about a half an hour drive. Yeah, it sounds like a wonderful part of the world. What's the weather been doing? Has it been uh, good the last few days? Yeah, it's beautiful here. So we're a mountain town. It's about seven thousand feet in elevation. And so uh, the summers here are perfect. It's uh, 75 and sunny, and then it gets cool at night. And uh, yeah, summers in Park City are about as good as it gets. So it sounds like perfect waking and sleeping weather. And I hear the, 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 the lake causes a very interesting type of snow, doesn't it? It does, yes. The Great Salt Lake uh, creates what they call the lake effect, which basically means that storms that come in will pick up moisture off the Great Salt Lake. And because it's salt water... Um, it creates really wonderful snow that just s- these storms stick on what's called the Wasatch Front. Yeah. And we get some of the best snow on Earth. They call it champagne powder. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really cool phenomenon that makes this a wonderful place to ski. It sounds like it's literally like icing sugar. It is. Yep. Do, do you have I'm icing sugar days. in the U.S.? We, we have it in the U.K. It's very, very fine sugar. Right. Let's about the weather. Let's talk. Let's talk about. uh, Let's talk about what you do. Tell us first about a bit about yourself and a bit about um, Huckabye. Yeah, for sure. So I come from uh, a digital marketing background. I was the SVP of marketing and analytics at Overstock.com. Now I'm the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye does what I call performance-based SEO software. So 
a lot of the SEO software out there is very analytical, meaning it's telling you about rankings and what's wrong with your site and whatnot. We're actually on the performance side. So we look at what Google really wants out of a website. We queue that up in software that helps our customers basically be aligned with what Google wants out of a website. Turns out if you align with what Google's looking for, um, you get great SEO growth. And so that's really what we focus on. And I'll come back onto that later because that's that's a really interesting area. I mean, Huckabite, tell us a bit actually how the name came around because there's a nice story behind that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, it's a great story. My uh, nephew is actually named Huck and um, I was searching for names. Uh, I, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, so I'd buy domains. And one Christmas, my family was all here in Park City and I was looking at domains and um, my sister used to call uh, my nephew Huckabye. She still does sometimes, um, yeah. but she did a lot when she was young. My mom kind of gave me a nudge and I looked it up and sure enough, it was available and I bought it. And then years later, when I started Huckabye and I showed people kind of all the domains that we had that could potentially be the company, Huckabye was the one that just stood out. Everybody loved it. They mm. could remember it. And it's a .com, so we feel very fortunate to have our name because it has a kind of cool story behind it, and it's it's a catchy name. Now, uh, you mentioned about Google in your introduction. Now, Huckabye uh, it talks a lot about uh, Google's perfect world, doesn't it? What does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I always say that you know websites are always built for human beings, and we spend time, tons of time and money and energy on UI, UX, what's the user experience. I argue that in any given day, the most important visitor is actually this little Google bot. And their experience typically is not nearly as clean and crisp as what a human's experience is. HTML is confusing. JavaScript's confusing. So our sort of mantra at Huckabye is, well, what would a website look like if it was built just for Google Mm. and not for a human being? And so that's really Google's perfect world. There's a bunch of things that sort of fall into this category. One is, you know, right off the top of my head is um, page speed. So they love sites that are very fast. Uh, The faster a site is, the easier it is for them to crawl. They like sites that aren't very dynamic, meaning they don't have a lot of dynamic content. They're just flat HTML. One example I use is sort of Google's perfect world is Wikipedia. (laughs) It's a very fast site. It's very straightforward. It's flat HTML. Um, I'd also put a language called structured data markup, which most SEOs are familiar with into this category of Google's perfect world. It's, it's a language that is Google's preferred language of receiving information. And um, when you layer this language on top, you're basically now speaking their language and communicating with them directly. So all those things sort of fall into what, what we put as Google's, what we think is sort of Google's perfect world. And we then try to make our customers sites um, with our software basically speak their language and give Google uh, the perfect version of any given website. Mm. We'll speak more of this later. I feel like I should be stroking a cat when I say that. Um, <laughs> before we do, um, you mentioned Overstock, and it had tremendous growth, didn't it? It's at to 300 uh, million? Uh, yeah. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it was a great run. Um, just incredible growth. So we literally went from you know around 2005, we didn't really even know what SEO was, and then we were paying for, you know, we were doing a lot of PPC. We were doing a lot of affiliate spend. Um, you know, most of our marketing was was paid media. And so we learned that, boy, you could optimize the site and be getting all this free traffic. And so we basically did everything. You know, we tried everything under the sun. Once it gained enough momentum and it became such a big channel, 
um, you know, the ROI on it was so much higher than any other channel that we would really invest and try almost everything we could. You know, we had a team of something like 40, 45 people, most of which were software developers working on optimizing our site for, for Google and to, uh, and to just really grow. So it was a, it was a crazy ride. We were on the front lines. We were trying everything. I think that kind of gave me the experience to really learn what, what works and what doesn't. And we were so, uh, you know, so on the leading edge that, that, we could actually see exactly, you know, what Google was doing when they came and crawled and how it affected rankings and how our site changed and made it better. So, yeah, it was an incredible run, kind of led into um, my passion for SEO. We did a lot of other great things at Overstock as well, but that was um, one in particular that really stood out and ended up giving me the idea that, um, you know, I always view SEO as really a technical problem. And so... uh, by takes that approach. Uh, we take a much more technical approach, whereas the industry is much more um, sort of a services-driven industry. So that's sort of the differentiator around HuckBuy. Now, you talk about being predictive around SEO as opposed to being reactive. I just wonder if you could drill down into that a bit. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, what's interesting about the SEO industry, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is that it is uh, very services driven. And by that, I mean, you know, there's a lot of agencies, there's a lot of consultants. In my mind, the fundamental problem, though, is is very technical. And so um, you have to align, you know, Google has to be able to read the site and read the site accurately. When I talk about being predictive, because the I guess because the industry is so services driven, it is led to be relatively reactive. So as algorithm updates happen, um, everybody you know freaks out and tries to figure out what happened and, and how to adjust. We've found that if you listen to Google, they're pretty open with where what they want and where they're going. So you know, there's certain aspects of their algorithm that each time they make a change, it's going to be, uh, some, some of these changes are going to be included. The classic example is mobile. So mm-hmm. each algorithm update makes their, their search engine more mobile friendly. And that's just not going to change because as time goes on, people are accessing them more and more with mobile, uh, voice search is a great example. Yeah. A lot of algorithm changes happen around voice search. Structured data, you can see um, every single algorithm update starts to include more and more structured data. And so we sort of really pay attention to those those things and become much more predictive of kind of where they're going and what they want. It's not even so much being predictive as it's just listening and then aligning the product to what they want. That ends up being much more predictive than than reactive. So fortunately for our customers, because our software is built in this way, we actually root for algorithm updates. Um, meaning, when an algorithm update happens, our t- our customers typically jump in terms of performance, and we haven't done anything different in terms of our software. It's just that their alg- their algorithms are heading in these directions. Mm. So that's what I mean by being predictive. And and it is an industry that's very reactive. It's an industry, in my opinion, that's a bit outdated and a lot of a lot of strategies that that companies are employing are are no longer relevant, and so we're trying to get ahead of the curve. You mentioned that uh, Google is actually pretty forthcoming with with, with what what does that need to mean by that? Is, is it that is it the sort of overarching direction they're going in, or, the, or do they sort of are, are they quite vocal about sort of what they're doing? You know, they are. They have a you know big conference, Google I.O., that reveals a ton of very useful information. It actually wasn't too long ago. 
you know, it's I wouldn't say it's the easiest information to find, but if you can catch their developers talking about what they're working on, um, mm. it it really is informative. Take a topic like something called dynamic rendering. So, dynamic rendering. I when I talk to SEO people, most of them honestly haven't even heard of the term, and it's such an important term in terms of what is happening in SEO. Mm. Dynamic rendering basically just means that a page will render differently based on what calls it. So the, the example is, you know, if I go to a, a URL on my mobile device, yeah. I get one experience. If I go to the same URL on my desktop, I get a different experience. And that's all well and good. And Google encourages that. It's the best practice. And mm. that's all good. The big change was that they said that recently they can actually give a version for them. Um, so now you can actually make sort of a perfect world version of a site specifically for Google. And that's a really important topic that actually our CTO, who watches them very, very closely, figured out. And so we actually then built a product around dynamic rendering that allows complicated sites. We, we actually build sort of that Wikipedia <laughs> perfect world version of a site yeah. for them to absorb. So that's what I mean. They are relatively open. I wouldn't say they, they shout it from the rooftops, but if you listen, they are quite open with what they want. You mentioned earlier, actually, uh, something that I really like because I'm I'm a software developer, so I get I get rather sort of I start rubbing my thighs when I hear the term uh, sort of um, structured data, and it's something we've spoken on mm-hmm. this uh, show about a few times. It's been a while, I think, since we mentioned it. Do you think that um, you know SEO technologists don't use structured data enough? Do you think it's underused? Um, I do think it's underused. I think the really good SCR technologists use it very in depth. The, 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 the ones that are winning are realizing just what an impact it has. Mm. Um, sites are complicated and, you know, some sites are structured in a way where it's pretty easy for Google to understand. You know, you've got the overstocks of the world where there's these really well described categories like men's watches and patio furniture, and they're all the same format. Same thing when they get to a product page. That's the same format across the board. Yeah. And then Overstock will have an API of all their product information back to Google. So they they kind of get a site like that. But if you take a big B2B software company like Salesforce, who happens we're very fortunate to have as a customer, mm. um, all that structure goes out the window. Um, and so they know so Salesforce is extremely important. They have a huge, very high domain authority. So they want to know everything they can about Salesforce, but the site doesn't lend itself to be structured in a way to really allow them to do that. It's much more complicated products. Yeah. There's lots of integrations. There's just lots of stuff happening. And so when you layer structured data on top of some of these web- websites that are somewhat confusing for Google, the impacts are pretty incredible. And so that's that's where we've we've kind of really polished up on the science of structured data and and made sure that our customers have what we call world class structured data and the results are pretty pretty impressive. Our average customer over twelve months is up sixty two percent, and these are dealing with, you know, very very large businesses. I mean, we work with companies of all sizes, but you know that kind of growth can really impact a business in a pretty significant way. Yeah. So, for our listeners, what do you think they should be thinking about as they walk away from this podcast? I can't think of a better term than walk away. Finish listening to this podcast. <laughs> a key takeaway for our audience today: what might it be? Yeah, I think that it's it's a bit of a whole new world in terms of SEO and, and that Google is moving, you know, you have this ferocious market leader in Google that's moving a million miles an hour. 
And so what they're doing and what they want ends up being extremely important. And so um, being technical, having technical SEO people, of course, you know, would love to work with whoever wants to get on the leading edge of this world. But at Huckabye, but um, you really do have to be, you know, the, the, the older tactics of sort of blogging and a pure content strategy. What we've found is just it's not the modern world and um, content happens a lot more organically now. And uh, you then have to basically communicate your communication to Google is extremely important. And, and that's really what Huckabye is built to do is help a site communicate as well as they possibly can to Google. So that'd be my takeaway. I think um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new world. It's changing very quickly and you got to stay, stay on top of it. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for coming on. How can our listeners find out uh, more about you and more about Huckabye? Well, first off, thank you so much, Andy, for having me. I'm a big fan and uh, it's an honor to be on here. Absolutely. Um, probably the easiest way is just to go on Huckabye.com. You can contact us there. To your listeners who I know are sophisticated SEOs, uh, honestly, you can just shoot me a note. It's just Jeff at Huckabye.com. Jeff with a G, G-E-O-F-F. Yep. Uh, and if you want to find me on LinkedIn, you know, search for Jeff Atkinson, Huckabye, and you'll find me on LinkedIn and feel free to send me a message. And if it's not me that can answer the question or the inquiry, um, someone on our team, certainly uh, I'll put you in touch with the right people. So yeah, appreciate that. Well, thanks for coming on, Jeff. And uh, the show notes will be in the usual place, which is sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. That would be fab. Um, questions and suggestions for future topics and even guest suggestions, send those to podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. Uh, don't forget we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Jeff. Thank you, Andy. Such a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Oh, 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 oh